welcome to episode, what is it? Three. Is it episode three? Four? <laughs> four. <laughs> episode three or four, I honestly can't remember, of the off-season podcast. Um, it's three with you, because I did the Yankees. Is, oh, yeah, yeah. I did, did the Yankees, yeah. Um, oh my goodness, we're back after a little bit of a hiatus, huh? Finals. 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 That's what it break. is. Um, Jake has to live in Jersey. I have to live a long mile away from Blanda. Um, but we are back, and better than ever, because we have the matchup of the year for us as football fans. Of It's just, just good football right even, now. Even if, even if you're not even a if fan not, of these teams, you got to be excited. you got to respect the rivalry, right? Yeah, I mean, some of the greatest moments have come <laughs> from these games, and I think that we're going to see some fireworks tonight. Oh, my goodness. Am I... I'm just excited, man. I'm excited to watch a good game. Um, but most importantly, excited to beat the Giants three years in the same season. Or three three times in the same season. Uh, it's going to be it's gonna be a good one. Good one to watch. But, um, yeah, so basically, premise of this episode. Um, we aren't going to be really talking about other games. Although, you know, they're kind of important. But this one's the most important to us. Um, so we're just going to kind of talk about the game tonight at what is it eight fifteen? Eight fifteen. Um, just gonna be talking. Uh, we're both gonna have our, our own little separate times, and then just gonna kind of talk about the game in general, um, what the outlook looks for both teams, and then we'll go from there. Um, so I'm gonna be starting off with the Eagles. All right. So Philadelphia Eagles. Man, what a season it's been. I'm really proud of the guys. I'm really proud of how they just performed, how they carried themselves throughout the year. A um, little bit of a hiccup near the end of the season, missing a lot of key guys from our lineup, um, but that's no excuse. Um, obviously, heading into playoffs, you want to, you know, I guess come in with a bit of a streak, um, and unfortunately that streak was ended with <laughs> the New Orleans Saints and Andy Dalton. Um, but... I think it's really important to just kind of look at the season as a, as a positive. Um, coming from last year where we got bounced out of the first round by Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, um, I think this season has been just a massive jump and um, a lot of growth, especially from our quarterback and our captain, Jalen Hurts. Um, a lot of growth. And I couldn't be any more proud of this team. Um, but heading into the matchup with the Giants... Um, I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to say it's going to be an easy game. It's not going to be an easy game at all. Um, the Giants coming into this game are heavy underdogs. Um, on paper, the Eagles are simply just a better team. I think Blanda can admit that. The Eagles are simply just better in every aspect of every position besides maybe running back. But that might not mean anything. Mm. Anyway, so... The Eagles coming in this game, simply just the better team on paper. I think we all know that. Um, but I'm excited, man. I told Blandon last night, what did I tell you, 28-17 was my prediction. I think it's going to be a no, close. You, no, you said 31-17. No, I did not. Yes, you did. did you you said they're minutes. covering the spread. Absolutely not. I said 28-17. No shot. There's No. 28-17. I think it's going to be a score tonight. Now, here's my thing. 
the Giants last week, and I've been hearing a lot about how Daniel Jones playing the, the best football of his life, and and the Giants are are coming in hot into the into the season or into the playoffs. I'm gonna be completely honest with you as as a football fan, I think every single human being in the universe besides Vikings fans thought that the Giants were going to win this game. The Vikings, we all knew, were frauds from the season. We all knew that. Now, I'm not taking credit away. Daniel Jones played a, played a heck of a game. But he played against the 31st worst defense in the NFL. One of the worst defenses in the NFL. And you're coming into this game against the ranked number two defense in the NFL, who is just about as fully healthy as it can come. We missed CG, CGJ for most of the season, lead the, led the NFL in interceptions. We have a healthy secondary now. We have, unfortunately, Maddox is out this game. But um, we have Sweat coming back, who I have no idea how you're going to guard him at all. No idea. We have a historical season in regards to edge rushers. I think we broke the record for the amount of sacks in a single season. We definitely broke our franchise record. So, on paper, this is the the best edge rush that any team has ever had. Okay? I have no idea how the Giants are going to guard our edge rush. No idea. I have no idea how Daniel Jones is going to get the ball out of his hands quick enough to these... I mean... Listen, Isaiah Hodgins, Darius Slayton, David Tyree, <laughs> I'm just, Mario Manningham, listen, the only thing that I see the Giants going for them is the Hicks. whole, Victor Cruz, Amani <laughs> Toomer. You're forgetting OBJ in that as well. Is he yeah, but OG, OBJ was respected. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Was he, though? He had, he had one kind of catch. So was... Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Now, the only thing to be scared of as an Eagles fan, and... Brandon Jacobs. Okay, he's still gone. The only thing as an Eagles fan to be really worried about, and this is why, you know, I'm, I'm not upset that we were the one seed. I'm not. I think the boys deserved it. They deserved the week off. I actually think it was pretty important for us because of all the injuries we've been dealing with. Um, but I do think having the one seed does have a bit of, kind of ruins the, I guess, the heat of the moment kind of thing coming in the playoffs. Um, so as as a football fan, the number one seeds, genu- they generally don't do well heading in the playoffs because of that bye week. Um, so the Giants do have that going for them. They do have a game. You know, they probably just played the best football of their life. And now they're coming in the, to the link, playing against the one seed. Um, I do think that it will be a tightly contested game. Um, 
But I just, I genuinely don't think that the Giants are going to be able to... I just don't think they're going to be able to hold all of our offensive caliber players. Now, there was reports of Jalen Hurts coming into this game hurt. But I genuinely don't think that really matters. Because you have A.J. Brown to, to deal with. Easily a top five receiver in the league as of now. Easily. You have Devontae Smith, who I honestly, I've been saying it. This duo is a top three duo in the league. Top three duo in the league. And if you're going to give space like you did to TJ Hawkinson last week, Dallas Goddard is going to have a monster game. Do you think that Dallas Goddard is better than TJ Hawkinson? I think they're pretty close, yeah. You, you think so? You I think, think they're that, pretty close. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Dallas Goddard was, had a, was having a very good season. So, so, so it was the Eagles. Yeah, that's yeah. Right, true. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, um, I just think it's going to be very hard to for the Giants to hold these three receivers. Now, last week... Who's guys, the third? Who would you say? Well, I'm considering Goddard as a receiver. In this oh, okay. Um, again, like I, I genuinely think the Giants are going to have to have a perfect game for them to even consider winning this football game. Um, now, this isn't the shortcom anything that the Giants have accomplished this year. As a Giants fan, Brian Dayball is that guy. I will give him the respect that he deserves. He This roster should not be here. There's a, there's a sort of spirit that I've never seen the Giants have for a very long time. Um, but I do think that the Giants season ends at the link this week. That is all I have to say. In the 2019 NFL Draft, the New York Giants select Daniel Jones. I remember where I was that night. I remember what I was doing. I was coming back from training, from my goalkeeper training. I told my dad, don't tell me anything. I wanted to see it on record. I was a big believer in Dwayne Haskins. I saw what he could do. I thought he was the answer. Rest I heard, I, yes, of course, yeah. Um... I thought, you know, there's no way they can't take him. We need a quarterback. You know, I started hearing mumblings about Jones, but I wasn't convinced that we were actually going to take him until I saw it. I had my Barkley jersey on like I do right now, sitting on the couch. And they pick him. With the sixth pick, the Giants selected Daniel Jones. I went to my kitchen and I lied on the ground. As I thought, man, some things never change. The Giants are just going to continually be bad. For the first couple years, it looked that way. He was awful. He was so bad. He had four offensive coordinators in four years. He didn't really have a real coach. And then steps in 
my hero. <laughs> the man who turned an entire city into his playground, his backyard, just across the river in the swamp, the Meadowlands. I'm not saying it's going to be an easy game. I'm not saying we're supposed to win. But when were we ever supposed to win as Giants? Here Cowboys and Giants. Let's begin with you, Howie. Frank is taking the Cowboys. Who are you going with? Yeah, I'm going with the Cowboys. Ah, I'm still laughing at Frank's piece. That's funny. Dallas. 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 All right. Jimmy? They copied off of me. I'm taking <laughs> Dallas. <laughs> All right. All of you are taking the Cowboys. Eli, unfortunately, right. in the big games, he's one and four. We'll find out how he does today. Kickoffs comes up next. You can't say enough about this Giants team and what they just accomplished and the way that they played. And I know Jerry Jones and the rest of this organization is absolutely sick. How do these work? In 2007, we weren't given a shot. We were 10 and 6. Six losses. There's other similarities to this team than the 2017. But we weren't given a shot going down to Tampa Bay. We were supposed to be knocked out. We went um, down to Tampa Bay. We beat Tampa Bay after all the experts picked the Buccaneers. Then we went to go play the number one seed, our division rivals, the Dallas Cowboys, a team that we lost to twice that year. And it didn't even seem close. And guess what we did? We walked into Arlington and we beat the Cowboys. Then, there's no shot that the Giants can go beat the Packers at Lambeau when it's two degrees outside and Tom Coughlin looks like a cherry. There's no way, right? He kind of did. He did. But there's no way, right? There's no way they can do that. Not against Brett Favre. Not against an actual quarterback. Heck, Eli Manning's only been in the league for four years now. He was getting booed everywhere he went. He was supposed to be something amazing. Giants didn't care. They believed, and they beat the Packers on a game-winning field goal by Lawrence Sines. There's no way the Giants are going to beat the 17-0 Patriots. It's the best offense ever created. You had Brady and Moss and whoever their tight end. Was it Gronk at that? I don't even know who it was. You can't even name names to them, but it was the greatest offense. It it, was it Aaron Hernandez? It might have been. They were amazing. And Bill Belichick with the defensive mind. There's no way they're going to win. But they did. It's been 50 years since the Giants were like one of the best teams in football. Since like the 80s. Those Super Bowl runs against the Bills. Wide right. Wide right. The Giants are never really an elite team. They kind of just sneak their way into the playoffs. Fly underneath the radar. Show some good signs. But then they start getting going. They start really getting going. And you start having this juice about them. And you start to feel it again. You start to believe in this momentum that's starting to carry. We're okay with not being great. In fact, in fact, I think that's where we thrive. Is not being amazing. We've been here before. Multiple times. We don't need anyone telling us that we don't have a shot. We know we don't have a shot. And that's what makes us dangerous. 
We're playing with house money. We're not supposed to be here. You said it yourself. It seems hungry. They know what everyone's talking about. They're not dumb. They know everyone's running them off. And they're okay with that. And I'm okay with that. And New York's okay with that. Keep underestimating us. We're going to keep coming. Since 1990, the Giants are 6-0 against number one seeds. 1990s when the playoffs expanded to 12 games. They beat the top seeds in both conferences each of the last three Super Bowls that they played. Or one, actually, my bad. I'm not worried. I'm really not. Well, yeah, you guys have, I to, think, you have nothing to worry about. I think, you know, it takes a culture to be bought in with. And that's what I've seen this year. You know, I remember sitting here at the beginning of the season, you know. Hey, Giants can go 3-1 and one maybe with the start of their season. But there's no way they're being the Titans. And, it, and to be honest with you, it hasn't been, it's been in recent memory too that, you know, a lower seed has walked into the number one seed with momentum. <coughs> Ravens, or was it the Ravens of the, that Titans year? Or was it the Bengals? Might have I think been the Ravens. Ravens. I think it was the Ravens. Didn't win the division, walks into, wins the wild card game, walks into Tennessee, who had A.J. Brown, locked up A.J. Brown, game. Yeah, you can keep giving me names. How are we going to stop Josh Sweat? How are we going to stop your defensive line? I'm a, you're not supposed to. That's why we will. Momentum's a very real thing in football. Dallas Goddard was having a great season. The Eagles were having a great season. I know Hurts wasn't playing. Your defense was. Sauce Garner played what? Not Sauce Garner. CJ Garner Johnson played how many games? This year, like six, six, or seven. six. Yeah. Okay. It's a really small sample size, in my opinion. He was the only one missing. Him and Josh Sweat. The game that Davis Webb made it kind of close. And you know, seeing that rap report just came out with, yeah, Hertz is going to be playing Hurt tonight too. Is the playbook really going to change that much from what we saw? Yes. Is he going to be able to air it out? Is he going to be cautious going down? Because, heck, you got to save him for your next game, right? Because you're going to go win. you got to go save him for your next game against San Fran, right? That's what I think. So, we'll disregard the last three games that the Eagles played because they didn't have hurts. Well, or or a healthy hurts, quote unquote. Uh, Eagles beat the Giants. Eagles beat Davis Webb and Kenny Galladay. Andy Dalton beats the Eagles. Your defense gave up twenty points to Andy Dalton. Cowboys beat the Eagles. <laughs> 
And then this is a game I really look at, though. The Eagles and the Bears. Eagles come out on top, 25-20. You know, good teams find ways to win. Wasn't their best game. But Hurts looked really bad. And that's when they started saying, you know, hey, there might be something wrong with his shoulder here. And that's when they really started taking into consideration. 22 of 37. I'll take 300 yards any day of the week, but he couldn't put the ball in the end zone. He gave up the ball twice. Miles Sanders was put on lock. So, I mean, that's the game I look at, and I'm like, what happened here? And it's been now six weeks with Hurts. So he's supposed to be ready, but he's still saying he's hurt. All I'm saying is that the Giants are okay with not being the best team in football. We're never the best team in football when we win Super Bowls, record-wise. We just get hot at the right time. It's happened before. It's happened before that. Could happen again. Well... I understand the whole underdog thing. I get it. But if any team knows about being the underdog, it's a team that won the Lombardi Trophy with a backup quarterback. It's a team that has faced adversity throughout the whole entire season. Even with a good record, has faced adversity throughout the whole entire season. You can't argue that. The whole entire season. I've, Eagles have heard it all season. Cakewalk schedule. Jalen Hurts is an actual. The Eagles and the Giants have basically played the exact same schedule this year. I'm just saying. The whole underdog thing. Even with a good record, everyone thinks the Eagles are the underdog. Even if we do win this game, even though we are the one seed and we're, I don't know, whoever's going to win that Cowboys-Niners game. I'm assuming the Niners, but we'll see. We'll be the underdog. And rightfully so, in my opinion. Rightfully so, because... I haven't seen a defense like the Niners have since the Seahawks. that, That team's different. But anyway, if you want to talk about underdogs, Eagles are always the underdogs. Not in this game. You're supposed to win. We are supposed to win. But we've had to deal with this whole... That's not an underdog then, Jake. We've had to deal with this whole entire agenda, the whole entire season of just being overrated. Everything. Jalen Hurts was possibly the coldest quote behind Geno Smith. I didn't write back this week. I forget what coach said it. But he said, blank coach said, hungry dogs run faster. Man, I'm starving for this. All right, Kayvon, we'll help him eat some grass then. Willie. Who's he going to get by? Wayne Johnson, who hasn't given up a sack in his whole entire, basically his whole entire career. Who's playing with a torn peck. He's got that dog in him. Dexter Lawrence. What is Kelsey, 80? All pro this year. So is Dexter so Lawrence. Doing it. So is Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence is the best nose tackle in the league. Leonard Williams. Did he get all pro? I think he did, actually. Did he? He might have gotten second team. He's in the Pro Bowl. 
But he won't be playing in the Pro Bowl, so. Bowl. But he won't be playing anyway. You don't think so? No. Okay. Let's see. Dexter Lawrence. Second team. Second team. Okay. Second team. That. He was voted to the Players All-Pro team, if that means anything. So, Players All-Pro team, second team All-Pro. Here's a hidden agenda. No, I can... No, that's going to be a matchup, for sure. No, the matchup I'm looking at is this. Okay. Is the Philadelphia Eagles are ranked 31st in quarterback runs. Like, running... Rushing yards for quarterbacks. There it is, Jack. And as we look to the Bears game again, I think the Bears have a pretty reasonable threat. You know? Justin Fields ran for 100 yards that game, averaging 6.3. The Eagles also have allowed 95.2 rate to running backs in the passing game this year. And I would argue... That since the ACL injury of Saquon Barkley, he's been more effective in the passing game than he has been in running the football, making moves, cutting back, you know, making five guys miss behind the line of scrimmage because of how bad the Giants' offensive line was in his rookie year. I would argue that he's more effective now in the passing game. You can argue that, yeah. So mix that together with a very high rate allowed to running backs, and Daniel Jones just coming off of a 75-yard performance against the Minnesota defense against. who had a better run defense against quarterbacks than the Eagles do. But in the grand scheme of things, have one of the worst defenses right. in the NFL. But the Eagles cannot stop the quarterback run. The Eagles cannot stop running backs out of the backfield. Can you, though? I'm not on the Eagles. Oh, can the Giants? Can the Giants? Can the Giants? I mean, they held Dalvin Cook to 50 yards. Yeah, but we're talking about the best run offense in the NFL. Right. You can argue that. The best run offense in the NFL. And the Dalvin Giants are probably Cook, second, to be quite honest with you. If we're being quite honest, Dalvin... Hold on. The Vikings had one of the worst run offenses in the NFL. It's still who Dalvin cares? Cook. Who, yeah, who cares? They have one of the worst run offenses in the NFL. I'm not saying that the Vikings offense is like your offense. What I'm saying is... Yeah, Dalvin Cook's talented, but he, doesn't, he barely touches the ball in that offense. So what you're telling me is you're going to stop the best run offense in the NFL this week. You're telling me that you're going to eliminate Jalen Hurts' run ability. I don't care. He if eliminated Jalen himself. Hurts is hurt. Okay. I don't. I don't care if Jalen Hurts is hurt. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. Because from what I know, that man was itching to get back on the field those final last games of the season. Itching. That's great. So is Moses Beers. Shout out Moses, by shout the way. Shout out Moses. Yeah, shout out Moses. Yeah, yeah he was itching to get back. Yeah, he was he was itching to get back on the field too. He was hurt. Listen, you can't pull this whole underdog thing because we know we've been there. All right. This so you know when a team starts catching a little bit of momentum, how dangerous it can be. I understand that. I do. I, I actually you understand. It. I actually acknowledged it when I was talking. You understand how dangerous a well-coached team is that realizes that they have nothing to lose. So wait, you're telling me that the Eagles aren't well-coached because... No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that they have something to lose. I'm saying the Giants literally have nothing to lose. You said it, I said it, everyone, everyone said it. Everyone has something to lose. No, I don't think the Giants have anything to lose. 
The Giants are supposed to be picking in April top five right now. They, they have nothing to lose, actually. The Giants have no pressure on them. Did you think that we would be anywhere near where we are right now? A little bit, yeah. More than the Giants are. I mean, yeah, but we weren't projected to be the first seed. No. I think you had a legitimate we shot at the division. the division. I think you had a legitimate shot, though. It's always the Cowboys. You know that. Even if the Cowboys are bad, it's always the Cowboys. They pick them. I think, you, I think on paper, you guys had the best team in the division. I agree. Yeah. But that's because of the additions we made all throughout the year. Okay. That still doesn't mean, even if they picked the Cowboys, I still think the Eagles had the best shot of winning the division, and that's what they did. I think another key aspect, quote, is Daniel Jones. Playing the best ball of his life right now. He's had back-to-back games with 110-plus rating. Momentum's a scary thing. Very scary. It's a real thing. So, I think that a well-coached team with nothing to lose can be a very, very scary proposition for a team that has everything to lose, who, in a lot, in a lot of people's mind, should be in the Super Bowl. I would, I would like to point out that in that 48-22 blowout win, when the Giants were arguably healthy, besides the secondary, Miles Sanders had his best game of the season. 144 scrimmage yards. I'm going to fact check myself right here if I'm decently sure what I'm about to say is correct. And two touchdowns. Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts are 30 and What week was that, 14? Yeah. Correct. Miles Sanders and Jalen Hurts are ranked third in the NFL, averaging 389.1 yards per game. And then, you know, with the whole running argument that you had earlier, their defense has been even better. They ranked second in the league in yards allowed per contest, 301.5. Okay, but that's different than quarterback rushing yards. That's all I was saying. I wasn't saying that the Eagles don't have a okay. great defense. Are you, really cons- are you really comparing Daniel Jones to Justin Fields, though? Yeah, a little bit, actually. I think that Daniel Jones is a very effective runner. I don't think he has designed run plays, even though we saw that against the Vikings. Okay. But I think he's a dynamic, dual-threat quarterback. Okay, you're arguing, though, against Justin Fields, who, like, is quite literally the Bears use him as a running back in their offense. That's what I was just saying. Yeah, he's an effective runner, but like, I was okay, right. he gets 70 yards. I was right. Um, Saquon Barkley was limited that game. And Leonard Williams did not play with a neck injury, who is a key part in that interior defensive line. Key part. Dexter Lawrence was, got hurt the other week, too, and probably wasn't playing at 100%. Okay, you can bring up the same argument for the last game of the season against the Giants. Like, it's just like, you know, we can bring up all these nicks and injuries. Both teams are healthy, healthy in this game. 
Yeah, I, I, so I think I think you, I can. I, so I think you can actually throw. I think you can say that the Eagles have never seen the Giants this year. I think you could argue that the Eagles have never seen the New York Giants play this season. Saquon Barkley was limited. There was no Isaiah Hodgins. They did not have their starting guard. They did not have Leonard Williams or Aziz Ojolari. They did not have anyone in the secondary besides Julian Love, who even still was playing dinged up a bit. Then you go and you play against the Davis Webb New York Giants with Kenny Galladay. No Saquon, so it was Matt Burita. Okay, There was no one else playing. Kayvon got a couple snaps, and that was it. And you played everyone because you needed the number one seed. You played everyone that could on that defense. And it was locked down for two and a half quarters. But that final quarter and a half, Davis Webb started throwing the ball wherever he wanted to. Against a defensive line that had Hassan Reddick, Fletcher Cox, had everyone but Josh Sweat. And he was dotting it up. And he couldn't move outside the pocket. We ran the most basic scheme of all time. Because why would we run some complex scheme okay. in the last game of the season against right. a bunch of reserves heading into the playoffs? Right. Why would I'm we talking about anything? your defense. Yeah, yeah, we played our starters again with the most basic scheme ever. Mm. I would like to also bring up that the Eagles have won the last nine contests, contests, excuse me, at the link the past nine games. Yeah, and the Giants have not won at the Lynch since with 2013. A, exactly. With an over <laughs> over 10.2 points per game. You know the so last time the Giants won at the Link? Let me hear it. 2012. Victor Cruz. 75 yards. Cruz. Opening play. Kind of jump-started the Giants' season again. Man, you wanna, a season where... Do you want to go back in time more? When, where they went to the D-Jax, wild card. When D-Jax just ran that, that punt return. You're not letting me finish. 2010. Miracle at the new Meadowlands. Oh, man, what a run. Sorry. Go ahead. Kind of jump-started the team again after that. He did. No, not the Sean Jackson. Victor Cruz with that touchdown. Because then they go off, play the wild card against the Falcons. They went 24-2. to Then they go play the... Who did they play in that divisional round that year? Hmm. Oh, yeah, the Packers. They weren't supposed to beat them again, and they beat them again. I, I'm pretty sure Eli Manning has some share in the owner group of the Green Bay Packers at this point. Um, and then they go play the Niners, beat the Niners, and they beat the Patriots again in the Super Bowl. That was the last time the Giants won at the link. They won the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, yeah. You know what it does for a team when you see all their starters out? on the field, and you see your third-string practice squad call-up guy making some big plays out there? You know, the what da- you, know, you know what? You know what? Okay, regardless, you know what it does for Daniel Jones? Hey, I can do that. You know what it does for Saquon Barkley when he sees, sees Gary Brightwell running the football effectively? Hey, I can do that. That's why the Giants had so much confidence playing in Minnesota that one last week because they were so close to the other week. Christmas Eve. I think they believe that they can win. Because they've seen their backups almost win. 
basic scheme or not, they still almost won. Listen. I am not acknowledging... Sorry, I am acknowledging. The Giants have had a great season. For what they have on their roster... It's, inc- it's incredible what they've done. Because, in reality, yeah, I honestly... Heading into this season, I thought you guys were going to be the worst team in our division. I think that was a fair assumption. Do I respect Daniel Jones for what he's what he's throwing right now? To who? <laughs> yes. Guy's a stud. And, we, I mean, we were talking about this, I don't know, probably like a week or two ago. Coaching, coaching matters in the NFL. Like, it matters. I mean, you think about, what, T-Law and the Jaguars, who are also in the playoffs right now. Came back and, oh my goodness, what a game against the Chargers. But, we all were thinking that T-Law was a bust, were we? I think that started creeping in. We knew he, we, we knew he had all the talent in the world. Yeah, but he wasn't able to do it on the field. And, Philly legend, Dougie P, comes in. And he has T-Law and the Jaguars, who no one thought would be anywhere in this position... Going up against the Chiefs. So I'm not giving... I'm giving Daniel Jones the respect he deserves. Because last year's Daniel Jones couldn't even run (laughs) to the end zone without falling. It was a joke. So, listen. Both teams are healthy. We have Robert Quinn coming back. Someone that we traded for halfway through the season. Hasn't been able to play yet. And, yeah, you can say small sample size for C.J. Garner-Johnson, sure. But we've been literally running a practice squad player at our safety the past few weeks because we don't have Maddox to throw back there. I think the practice squad player would be better than Maddox. Wow, that's, that's, a, that's a hot take because I think Avante Maddox is a stud. But, sure, whatever. Practice squad player at safety, I think... I think that safety is like one of the main reasons why we lost that Dallas game. We have our guys back. Josh Sweat, back. Everyone's back. So, you can say limited Saquon, whatever. But you want to bring up this Week 18 game. When we had a fully healthy squad, we absolutely demolished you. Like, Against a Giants team that did not, help, that not have anyone healthy. Giants have about 15 NFL quality players on their roster right now. I, I, yeah, I agree. Like, you guys and half of, And, like, eight of them were out or limited in that Week 14 blowout. I didn't even watch the game because I knew what was going to happen. Listen. The Eagles have not seen the Giants yet. If you, if you genuinely think that Dan Jones is going to be dicing up our defense, then you have something coming for you. Because I don't think so. Who's he throwing the ball to? Who's going to get open? Right. 
James Bradbury, the guy that you cut, you cut him. Do you know why we cut him? You cut him. Yeah. He's an all-pro this year. Do you know why we cut him? He was an all-pro for us, too. Do you know why we cut him? Money. Not because we wanted to, but because his cap hit was $22 million. Yeah, well, he's doing great in Philly. Well, I know he is. I, when I told you that. I told you that the day that you got him. He's been better than Slay this year. I know. I told you that the day you got him. I knew how good he was. Giants had to make tough decisions this year with their cap issues. I know. We didn't cut him because we thought he was awful. We cut him because we had to. So don't try to pin that on the Giants saying that they had no idea what they were doing. The Giants knew exactly what they were doing. They were getting rid of the best defensive player they had in, like, the past four seasons because of cap issue. Why would you not re-sign him then if he was your best defensive player? Because you couldn't. We were in the negative of cap room. That's how bad Gettleman left us. We had to get rid of Blake Martinez, who led the NFL in tackling two years ago with the Giants. Okay? We had to get rid of Logan Ryan. Okay? We had to get rid of Jabril Peppers. Giants had to make some really tough decisions this offseason with really good players. That's why everyone was writing them off from the beginning of the year. That's why they said, with the number two pick, the New York Giants are going to select Bryce Young. So I think that the Giants had no choice of giving you of letting go of Bradbury. Not that they were dumb. And I don't, and I also think. You have to be very silly if you think that Dayball and Kafka and Wink and all of our coordinators gave up all their plays against the Eagles because they didn't. Because they didn't play anyone versus the Eagles this year. You can say the same for the Eagles that week 18 game. Okay. Who? Who? Josh what? No, I'm just talking about the Lane offense Johnson? and defense that we ran. Oh, okay. That's great. Like, we didn't give you anything. Right, but you saw players on the field that were of much higher quality. We have a week rest because of it. Which is terrifying for you, in my opinion. With how many guys we had hurt, I'm okay with it. All right, don't write me the sob story. You guys had three. Four. Guys are banged up. Guys are always banged up at week 18. Yeah. Every guy's banged up at week 18. Every guy's banged up by the end of the season. I think that this is going to be a very, very uh, good game. I think this is going to be very, very... This is going to write another chapter in this rivalry. I think that this... Um, is really going to set the tone for years to come. You know, I think the Giants and Eagles are back. I think the rivalry of I-95 is back. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that there there's a hatred brewing again. I don't think Eagles fans are going to take over MetLife anymore. Cause the Giants are back. 
That's a very good thing for the NFL. The NFC East is back. That's a very good thing for the NFL. So I think at the uh, the end of the day, I think that, um, you know, the Giants had a, a rookie wide receiver coming onto the scene of Victor Cruz. They had a little bit of a veteran guy, you know, really wasn't a huge name for himself, and it came next picks. Um, I think that, you know, they had Mario Manningham, a nice little slot guy, you know, wasn't anything special. You know, I think back to 2007, you know, Plax and Shockey and, you know, obviously Tyree with the catch. You know, Plax was a big name, I guess, but the Giants never had really big name players. It was, you know, small name players stepping up. Hodgins. Bellinger. Slayton. This is what the Giants do. They get in. And they start building on momentum. They start getting going. Yeah. It's it's going to be a good game. I didn't say it wasn't going to be. It's going to be a good game. And it's going to be just like in every playoff game, any little thing is going to bite you in the butt. You take off one play, it's going to bite you in the butt. I think that you take off one route, it's going to bite you in the butt. I think that you guys should win the game. You should, roster-wise, yeah. I think that you guys probably might will win the game. But all it takes is one game. One game. Any given Sunday. Anything can happen. That's what makes the NFL playoffs so awesome. Because there's always that wild card team that makes a huge run, you know? The Niners last year. Um... It was the Ravens the year before that, you know. It's always that wild card team that makes some noise. And, uh, you know, Dallas and Giants could be those two teams, you know. I think Dallas is going to give the Niners a run for their money, you know. I think that uh, the Giants are going to give the Eagles a run for their money. And every other team is a division winner outside of that left in the playoffs, so. Honestly, and this is what um, this has been a running problem for the Eagles all year um, is the second half. I think we are the best football team in the first half in football. But it's been an issue with the second half and closing out games. So it's going to come down to that second half. And I think if you look back at the Giants, you look back at the Ravens game, you're down 10 points, six minutes left. I think you look back, um, 
You know, that was the first game that popped into my head. You know, I think the Giants, you know, dig themselves a little bit of a hole and then they end up crawling out of it. You know, whether or not they won that game afterwards. Same went for the Vikings. They went down 10 nothing early. Um, yeah. So I think, again, I think it's going to be mistake-free football. I think Daniel Jones has to have another mistake-free game. Giants didn't turn over the ball in Minnesota. That's why they won the game. So. That's going to be hard to do this game. I think turnovers are part of the game. I don't think, I think he's capable of doing it. If you're comparing a Minnesota defense in a turnover-free game against the Eagles defense in a turnover-free game, then I don't know what to tell you because Daniel Jones will inevitably probably turn over the ball this game. But it's all dependent on how Gannon wants to run this defensive scheme. I honestly pray that the Texans hire him as a head coach, but that's not the point. It's all going to depend on how Gannon runs his defense. And just how your O-line protects your quarterback. We'll see. It's, it's as simple as that. So, I know our offense will come. They're ready to play. They're ready to go. Our guys are good to go. This whole underdog thing. Been there. We know. We know what the Giants are thinking in the locker room. Like, trust me, we know. What about the lack of playoff experience the Eagles have? Because you guys made a lot of off-season moves to bring in guys who have not played in really meaningful games. I mean, you could say the same for the Giants. My good. We just got our postseason experience against Minnesota. If you have 14 wins, you're a good team. I don't care if you think that you're frauds or not. We all knew the Vikings were losing that game. We like every, If I bet money on it, I would have bet the Giants. Literally everyone knew. 14-win team, you're still a good team. Good team finds ways to win. I mean, in regards to the lack of experience, that's why we brought in guys like Robert Quinn, Sue, guys like that. And I think Jalen Hurts is ready for the moment. Seeing this guy... I think in his head he is. I don't know if his arm is. No, I'm going to tell, tell you something. I have been, and we all know how some Eagles fans can be, very quick to the jump. I always thought Hurts was our guy. Now, here's the thing. Hurts finally, and I mean finally, has a guy that he has had more than one season 
he finally has a coach that he can stay with for more than one season. This is Nick Sirianni is the first coach that Jalen Hurts has ever had in his collegiate or NFL career. He's his first coach that he's had for more than one season. He looks comfortable. The way this guy has transcended as a, as a leader in the football locker room, the way this guy carries himself, he's built for the moment. He's ready. All right, my turn. Daniel Jones. We're supposed to go to a low-end Division One school. Gets offered by Duke to have a walk-on spot with a try the scholarship. Ended up getting closer to home. Had a better education opportunity at Duke because he didn't really think he was going to make it pro. Ends up putting in the work. People reject him for you know a day three type pick. Ends up having a stellar senior career, senior year. Giants take him six overall. People say he's a reach. New York media is the hardest place to play sports in anywhere in all of sports. And you're looking at me like I'm crazy right now, and I'm not. The New York media is the toughest place to play sports in. It's why some people can make it there and some people can't. It's why great players can make it, can't make it there. I'll give you media, but fan base, Philly has easily the roughest fan base to play in. Okay, that's why I said media. Yeah, but if we're comparing, like, tough places to play in, Jalen Hurts has played in a tough place. Jake, I don't think you understand the landscape of the New York media. I don't think you understand how aggressively awful they can be. And when you take Daniel Jones, who's projected to be a day three draft pick until his senior career, because he had one good game in a bowl game against Temple, and the Giants ended up taking him six overall, I don't think you understand how devastating that is to a young college kid trying to make it in the NFL. And then on top of that, he goes through four offensive coordinators, three head coaches in his first three years. Gets blasted by the media, gets blasted by the NFL because he doesn't have a head coach who functions well with him, who makes a playbook to fit his scheme. Gets written off. Say that you're done. Time for the next person. All he does is put his head down and work. Doesn't say anything to the media. Doesn't want to say anything to the media. Just gives him the basic answers and walk away. Ends up developing into a locker room leader. Is playing the best football of his career now with a coach who makes a playbook fit for him with wide receivers who got signed off of the Bills practice squad as their wide receiver one. Who's... Only viable option is Saquon Barkley out of the backfield for the entire season. Who has the best passer rating in a single season game this, out of any quarterback in the NFL this year. Who has become the leader of the New York Giants clubhouse. Who has transformed that culture after getting ridden off by everyone. So yeah, I'm happy for Hurts. I'm I'm really happy for Hurts. But you can't write off Daniel Jones. I didn't write him off. 
You can't act like Daniel Jones can't do what he just did to the Vikings against the Eagles. You can't say that. You can't compare. The I'm not Vikings trying to compare. To I'm saying that. I'm about. saying that the coordinators are going to be able to come up with a scheme. I'm saying that the Giants haven't showed you anything yet. I'm saying that the Giants haven't showed the Eagles anything yet. And maybe the Eagles haven't shown the Giants things anything yet. And that's okay. But you can't go out and say then that this is going to be, you know, oh, the Eagles are going to win. You can't say that then. We're supposed to win, which is what, I'm, what I said. You can't say that, though. You can't say that if, you, if we didn't show you guys anything. If you guys didn't show us anything yet. I can't because our roster is just better than yours. And sometimes Which is the best team doesn't I always win. Said we're Any given Sunday. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, New York media is tough. Guess what? We have the toughest fan base in all of football. All of football. All of last year. You can't compare what Hurts went through with what Daniel Jones went through. And I don't know why you're trying to. What do you mean I can't? You can't. He's gone through coach changes just like Daniel Jones. He had to transfer from one school because he didn't start there to another. He got drafted to Philly. Everyone hated that pick. Everyone. Got drafted to Philly. Doesn't play at all. He's been in the league for two years. Doesn't play at all. His first year. Gets in halfway through the season. Gets handed this offense. This whole offseason, everyone wrote off the Eagles. Jalen Hurts can't throw the ball. He can't make his NFL quarterback. Doesn't have the IQ. What does he do? Put his head down. Work. This guy has... We've always had a great locker room at the Eagles. But this guy has made it even better. The guys are behind him. They want it. They want it. And you can't, you can't tell me otherwise. Bye week, sure. Giants won last week, sure. DeAndre's got his experience, sure. But you're going to sit here and tell me that the Vikings really tested you guys? Come on. Come on. We all saw that a mile away, that game. We all did. Everyone did. The whole entire season... We, we ultimately knew that the Vikings were going to blow up. We knew that. We know that Dayball just absolutely put up a masterclass performance. We knew that. But now, he's walking into the link against the best team in football. On paper. You can argue the Niners. Bills. Bills. Whatever. Chiefs. You can argue that. Bengals. Giants. Okay. You can argue that. But at the end of the day, we've gotten crap this whole entire year, and all we've done is gone out there and get wins. That's all we've done. The same things that the Eagles heard, the Giants heard them too. You're 6-1 and one because you had a cakewalk schedule. So don't try to act like, you know, 
Giants have done the same thing. Giants have heard the same thing that the Eagles have all year. Not as much. Why? Because we have the record. We have the one seed. Everyone is riding off the Eagles. Even if we win this game. I don't think so. I think so. I, I don't think so. I think the Eagles are being disrespected. I really do. No, I think seven and a half is a very gracious odd line. And I think that you look up scores for or predictions for this game. I think 90, 94% of experts would pick the Eagles. I don't think that's writing off the Eagles. I, listen, I understand the Giants' perspective. This game means a lot to you. And, like... It should mean a lot to you guys, it, too. It means a lot to us, too. But, like... <laughs> like, we're going to handle business at the link. And if we play the Niners or Cowboys, we're going to be written off. Because that that's what everyone's doing. Everyone's predicting the Eagles will win this game. They're already saying the Niners or Cowboys are winning the next game. They're already calling us the underdog. Already. And we're the one seed. So it's like... Even if we make the Super Bowl underdog. That's just how it is. So, so records aside, don't, don't tell me that the Eagles haven't faced adversity this whole year. Because they have. They always do. It's a Philly thing. So, listen. I'm locked in. I'm ready for this game. I'm dialed. I know the Eagles are. Well rested. No excuses. Just go out there and play football. That's how it is. I know the Giants are playing the best football of their season right now. I know they have their head coach. And I know this isn't supposed to be their season, quote-unquote. But I just saw another Philly team go down 2-0 to the Cardinals, come back, win. Or it's three games to wild card now, right? They go down 1-0, 1-0 yeah. to the Cardinals, end up winning the next two games in St. Louis. I saw a Philly team that rode that momentum to then beat um, the Braves. Weren't supposed to do that. I saw then a Phillies team that weren't supposed to beat the Padres. They did that, and they gave the Astros, who were the best team in baseball, run for their money in the World Series. What a run that was. And... I think it's a cautionary tear for the Eagles about what what a bit of momentum can do. One game. You don't think the Giants have been ready for this? You know how much crap a lot of those players have heard over the past three years about how awful they are? Rightfully so, though. Right. They weren't probably put in the best system. But they were, the wor- they were one of the worst teams in football for the past six years. And a lot of them have been on that team for the past three-plus years with Gettleman. You don't think they want to shut everyone up? You don't think they want to go out there to 
a stadium where they haven't won in 10 years, a place where they saw Evan Engram drop the ball to win the game, a game where Daniel Jones tripped before he fell to the end zone, a game where the Eagles get down to the one-yard line and give it off to Boston Scott just so that he can have his little moment of glory. Boston Scott owns the Giants. We already know this. The drop balls. The no calls. The defense not playing well. You don't think they want this? I didn't They're breathing for this moment. They didn't say they didn't want it. But hungry dogs run faster. And that man, Jalen Hurts, is starving. That team is starving. They want another Super Bowl in Philly. They want another. They want another Super Bowl in Philly? They want another Super Bowl in Philly. They're probably just going to have to wait another year then. Wow. Well, that's about it, I think, Landon. I think think that's about it. Jake's going to go edit. I'm going to go. After he's done editing, we'll upload. He'll edit this out. I'm just talking right now. I'm going to slow me down a bit. Anyways, everyone, thank you for listening. Um, it's always good fun with Blanda, talking sports. Um, shout out to Blanda's dad, who has, wait, wait, how many days was it, Blanda? 138. <laughs> shout out to Blanda's dad, who has waited 138 days for an episode of the podcast. Um, we always appreciate your time. Um, thank you for listening, and enjoy some playoff football. Um, We'll see you guys.